raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment, and this is the Gun Guy. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, bang, bang. With Guy Ralford on 93 WIBC. Well, good evening and welcome to a little bit uh, delayed, the Gun Guy Show, but we're glad you're with us. I am not in a particularly good mood right now because I was, I was on my way to the studio, come down here and do radio, realizing we're probably only going to have one out of our two hours. Uh, I came up over a slight rise and uh, hit uh, pretty much the Lake Michigan, of, Lake Michigan of potholes, or the Grand Canyon of potholes. I mean, Indianapolis streets right now, yeah, I know. Got cold, it warmed up. It, it got cold, it warmed up again. I get all that. Yeah, you know, pre- precipitation. But I mean, the streets of Indianapolis right now are in god awful condition. And I'm actually having a little service done on my car. I'm driving my wife's car, SUV. Hit a pothole so nasty that it flattened both tires. This isn't an SUV, both tires on the left side. So yeah, my uh, my car, my wife's car, is parked on in a safe location uh, off of the road. But uh, I had to Uber the rest of the way to come do radio, and then I'm going to go deal with AAA and all that fun stuff in the rain and otherwise miserable weather, and we'll get that handled. But allow me to vent for just a minute, and this doesn't have a whole hell of a lot to do with Second Amendment issues. I grant you. But my God, the streets of this town are in horrible shape. And that's not okay. I mean, what do you pay taxes for? What do you pay taxes for? We don't pay taxes for people to, you know, to regulate our constitutional rights as they're constantly trying to do here in Marion County. We don't pay taxes so they can teach us what they consider to be their moral lessons on equity and inclusion and diversity. We don't pay taxes for it. We only pay taxes for so the garbage gets picked up on time and the roads are in decent shape. That's why we pay taxes. We pay taxes for the services the government has contracted with us to provide. And all this social consciousness crap that gets thrown at us all the time, that huge resources are invested in in this town, and that for some reason it can't quite seem to keep the roads in decent shape. So that's, as said, by someone who just got two flat tires and had to Uber to the studio to come do radio. And lugging around, because I went to the range earlier today. I actually went down, did a little business, and, and did some shooting at Range USA in Greenwood. So I'm coming up Madison. So if you want to know where this humongous chuck hole is, by the way, if you're listening to this going, hey, guy, wait a minute, I'd like to know where this, <laughs> this Grand Canyon of a chuck hole is, is just south of Epler, coming north on Madison in the left-hand lane. And let me tell you, there's a little bit of a rise right there, a little bump in the road anyway, and I was paying attention. I never saw it. 
came up over this little rise and boom, I'm in the Grand Canyon, two flat tires. I guarantee you, this thing is going to claim a lot more tires than mine. Guarantee you. Because I'm in a damn SUV. Hell, if I was in my car, I have more of a you know pro- performance car with low-profile tires. I would have devastated my car. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into more of what you actually tune in to the Gun Guy Show to talk about. But by the way, f- feel free to pick up the Mayor's Action Hotline and uh, to contact them and say, what the hell's going on with the streets in this town? Uh, because it's not okay. And... All the other crap that we get from our government needs to be set aside while they do their jobs and actually have uh, roadworthy streets in this town. Important week coming up this week uh, on on one particular issue, and this is a hot-button issue of mine as it relates to our Second Amendment rights here in Indiana. And I've, I've touched on this, and I touched on it last week. There was a another bill uh, last week that uh, that I mentioned that I testified on, and it had to do with privacy relating to transactions at uh, at gun stores, at firearms-related institutions. And that was House Bill 1084. I testified in favor of that here about a week and a half ago, and was able to report on it last week. And, and this has to do with these credit card codes that credit card companies have created at the insistence of gun control groups, of anti-Second Amendment politicians, anti-Second Amendment advocacy groups like the Brady Campaign and the different Bloomberg groups like Moms Demand Action, etc. They've created this, this credit card code that would code your transactions if you use your debit or your credit card at a gun store. And it wouldn't record what you bought, because the ostensible reason for this, by the way, is these people, and I talked about this a lot last week, that the purported reason is, well, we need to we need to be able to monitor these, per, monitor these purchases at gun stores so we can track potential terrorist activities or the next mass shooter. As I talked about last week, that's completely ludicrous, because it doesn't record what I bought. If I go into a gun store and buy a $4,000 safe, big upright steel safe. I'm going to have mounted, you know, in a secure manner in my home, store all my firearms responsibly. All it shows up as far as this credit card goes is Guy Rolford spent $4,000 in a gun store. If I go in there and buy eight AR-15s for the same amount of money, because I'm the next terrorist plotting a terrorist act, all it shows is the same thing. Besides, what 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 if I'm a firearms instructor, as I am, and I want to buy some AR-15s that I want to use in my rifle classes? Because it's America's rifle. It's the most commonly owned rifle in America. So I want to have enough rifles to teach classes, and I'll, I want to have the ability to rent firearms as part of my classes. Totally legitimate as a firearms instructor. No, absolutely nothing indicating that I'm going to be a mass shooter or a terrorist. So what? I'm, I'm going to appear on an FBI watch list? So even if, if it did track what you're buying, it makes no sense. But it doesn't track what you're buying, so it additionally makes no sense. 
And there's this bill introduced last week. It was introduced at the beginning of this session, but it had a hearing and testified on that. Would essentially, essentially, this is House Bill 1084, entitled Privacy of Firearms Financial Transactions, that would actually prevent the use of these credit card codes. And by the way, the reason they want to do this, and I talked about this last week, make no mistake, the reason they want to do this is not to track activity that may identify the next mass shooter or next terrorist. It has nothing to do with that. They know it. We know it. It's all an excuse. What they're actually doing is they're setting up the ability for your bank or your credit card company to actually deny your transaction. When they're going to, they're going to go approve or disapprove of your transaction, which ought to be based solely on whether you have that much available credit on your credit card or whether you have that much money available in your checking account on your debit card. They're not going to look at that. They're going to go, hold on. There's a transaction at a gun store. I know. We'll just deny it. We'll essentially end the ability of gun stores to use, to allow the use of credit or debit cards in their stores. And if your goal is to put gun stores across this entire country out of business, what a fabulous way of doing it. What a fabulous way of doing it. We'll just end their ability to use credit or debit cards. And when, by the way, at the hearing on this, on 1084, I'm testifying, and, and one of the Democrats on the committee in the House, the, I believe, in, uh, Banking and Financial Institutions Committee, I believe is the name, piped up and said, well, people could still use cash, couldn't they? Yeah, okay, yeah. Why don't you open any retail store and only take cash and see how you see how long you stay in business. And I, that's exactly what I said to this Democrat representative. Open any store. Yeah, open a restaurant and only take cash. And there are some of those. I, my understanding is Working Man's Friend, which is supposed to have the greatest burger in town. I've never been there. I've been, well, I went by once on the Harley or a bunch of Harleys parked out front. And it was such a huge crowd, we decided we didn't want to wait. That was years ago. They're kind of an institution here in town. Just open a, a, a typical business in this town and don't take credit or debit cards and see how long you stay in business. Not going to be very long. And that's the goal. I absolutely believe. It's part of Operation Choke Point. That was, that was an announced program. It was a dedicated program during the Obama administration that said we're, we're going to accomplish what we can't accomplish in the legislature. We're going to try to accomplish through the courts, and through the financial industry, that is, putting gun-related businesses out of business. So they went after their insurers. They did this to the NRA. And, and this whole lawsuit that the NRA's caught up in now, and by the way, I'm not saying NRA was, was, was pure as the driven snow on how it spent your money and my money. But this lawsuit going on in New York talking about the financial abuses of NRA leadership, including former now executive vice president and, and, and leader of NRA, Wayne LaPierre, all that, was, they, all that was initiated, all that got caught up is part of this Operation Choke Point. 
to look at financial issues as a way of not only forcing the gun industry, but gun rights advocacy groups out of business. There are credit card processors, including one called Square, that won't do business with me as a, as a firearms instructor, won't do business with the 2A project, the gun rights organization I started here in Indiana. Well, why do you suppose that is? I don't know. They got some. They have some woke management there that decided this on their own, or they got approached by anti-gun groups saying, "Hey, you know what? You can help us out with what we're trying to accomplish here." Well, there's another bill directly related to this, and 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 this is Senate Bill 28. And it's time to take a break. When I come back, we'll talk specifically about Senate Bill 28. But it is set for a hearing this Wednesday at 8:30 a.m in the Insurance and, and Financial Institutions Committee in room 130. And I'll repeat all this throughout the show because this is this is an important priority for me for this show. Senate Bill 28, set for 8.30, this coming Wednesday morning, the 31st. And it's in room 130, which is actually the basement. They call it the first floor, but when you walk into State House, you go down a floor and find... Conference Room 130, we're going to have a hearing, and we want you there. I'll go more into what this bill really means and what we're trying to accomplish through this bill, but this is authored by Senator Jim Toms. Jim is one of the all-time great advocates for gun rights we've ever had here in Indiana. He authored our preemption bill, which is huge, which is why anti-gun people are trying to amend it or repeal it every year. But I'll talk more about Senate Bill 28, what it really means. It's also related to these these, these financial issues that the anti-gun people are trying to use to attack us as gun owners and as gun businesses. I'll talk more about all of that when we come back. Right now, we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Second to none on the Second Amendment. This is The Gun Guy with Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. And welcome back to our abbreviated version of The Gun Guy Show here tonight. And listen, I, it was a entertaining IU game. I was listening to it on WIBC and in part while I was stranded on the side of the road due to the colossal pothole I hit that flattened two tires on uh, my wife's SUV that I was driving. So I'm now I'm in the doghouse over that as well. Cause of course that, that uh, <clears throat> was my fault, but, uh, but Hey, I'm here now and we got a lot of important things to talk about including this bill, except for a hearing this Wednesday. And listen, uh, Senator Jim Toms, as I mentioned right before the break, is the author of this. And he's one of the folks who's been right there in the trenches. 
fighting for Second Amendment rights in Indiana for a damn long time. Again, he authored the preemption bill that prevents local governments from regulating firearms. That is all that's standing in the way right now of Joe Hogsett and the Indianapolis City County Council from banning concealed carry of any firearm in Marion County. They've already passed the ordinance. It goes into effect as soon as the preemption law, state law, again, authored by Jim Toms, as soon as that's even either amended or repealed to allow that ordinance to go into effect. They, they would uh, have an assault weapons ban here in Marion County. Again, goes right into effect. If and when, and it's a hell of a big if, I don't see this happening in my lifetime, but then I'm old, uh, of the Preemption Act being repealed or amended to allow them to do so. But that's who Jim is, and it's not just that. He's done a lot of other great things, and he's authored this bill, Senate Bill 28. And listen, he got he got a hold of me uh, this last week. We've been talking about the bill for quite some time, and um, and and he was very excited that this bill is getting a hearing because, let me tell you, the financial industry and the banks don't like the bill. And yeah, you know, we have some clout. We, meaning Second Amendment supporters, have some clout in the Indiana General Assembly. And Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, the NRA, and certainly the 2A Project. And I will I will brag to anybody who lets me that we were right out front, that is the 2A Project, the gun rights organization that I started, on, on constitutional carry that we got done in 2022. But we have some clout in the General Assembly. But let me just tell you, the lobbyists for the banking industry have some real pull. And the the banks, credit card companies, they're big donors. And listen, I'm not nearly the cynic that some people are, even some people right here at WIBC, on legislators and, and their objectivity and their ability to go forth and do what's best for Indiana citizens. But let's just admit that some of that some of those lobbying activities and frankly sometimes just the dynamics in the room at these hearings can make a big difference. So, Senator Tom's got a hold of me, Senator Tom's put the word out that he would like a strong presence at this committee hearing from those people supporting this bill and people willing to show up and testify. And let me tell you how that works. There's a lot of confusion about this. People people don't really know how this works. You know, I've testified, I don't even know how many times. I mean, I don't think it's triple digits yet, but it's probably getting some, somewhat close in the sense of testifying in, in committee hearings on why the legislature should or should not pass a particular bill. And sometimes I'm in there testifying because I wrote the bill. Other times, I just think like Senate Bill 28, I had nothing to do with writing it. But it's a damn good bill. And here in the time we have left, I'll get into the substance of it a lot more. But you know, what allows me to, to testify at these committee hearings is because I have a radio show on WIBC? No. Is it because I'm a lawyer? No. Is it because I have some special permission or I'm a registered lobbyist? No. Long before we formed the 2A project, I just showed up. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. 
And for instance, Kelly, we call him Kelly from Avon, Kelly Myers. You know, he's a frequent caller to the show, and I see Kelly down at the State House all the time. I saw him down there a couple times already this session. We're both testifying in favor of the same bills. Kelly now is co-director of legislative affairs at the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. But, but that's not whatever allowed him to testify because he testified a dozen times or more, many more, before he ever achieved that title. He, he achieved that title because he was so involved, because he was so good at showing up and supporting legislation that advanced our rights or opposing legislation that diminishes our rights. And that's the point I want to deliver to you folks today. And that is, it's just showing up. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to get behind the microphone and testify, that's fine. Just being in the room. I I would love for you to, you know, wear a, a two-way project t-shirt or a two-way project hat or both, as a lot of people do, just to give a visual signal as to what side of the debate you're on. Because let me tell you, the moms demand action, people. It's not nearly it's not nearly like it used to be. Years ago, years ago, one of the reasons I formed the two-way project, I got really frustrated. And you've heard me talk about this here on the Gun Guy Show before. I'd show up to these committee hearings. I mean, we fought for constitutional carry for 10 years. Or even like, oh, I was fighting for the, the self-defense immunity bill that I wrote, and you've heard me talk about many times here. It was introduced and championed by Jim Lucas. We'd show up to fight for that bill. It'd be me... The local NRA guy and an entire room full of ladies or people in red T-shirts to say moms demand action. And let me tell you, they're vocal, man. They they clap, they boo, they hiss. They you know they 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 exp- I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. They they make it obvious where their sentiments lie and what they want legislators to do. And the dynamics in the room make a difference. And I got tired of being a small minority of gun rights support. I kept looking at it going, there's more of us than them. There's so many more of us than them, but we don't show up. We don't show up. We're not sitting in the room at these committee hearings, and it makes a difference. The dynamics in the room, I'm telling you, I've seen it too many times. They make a difference. And that's exactly why Senator Jim Toms wants people to show up Wednesday at 8.30 in room 130 in the State House on Senate Bill 28. I'll get more into the details on that. And by the way, a couple people have called in. I'll go to the phone lines as well. Right now we're at the bottom of the hour, but we want you there. We want you there. And if you want to testify, if you want to say why this is a good bill, or you want to say how you've been influenced, and let me just tell you, uh, you've heard me mention it before, not long ago, I had uh, what I call the gun shop roundtable. And I had five owners of gun shops sitting right here in the studio. They all had their own microphone. And we just talked about what was going on, what were they seeing. And, and this was this was at the tail end of COVID. We were talking about how they survived COVID, what the struggles were. And at one point, I started thinking about this financial issue that bears directly, is directly related to Senate Bill 28, which I'll get more into. And I said, by the way, have, have y'all ever f- experienced any discrimination by financial institutions? By the way, that's what Senate Bill 28 is called, discrimination by financial institutions. All five hands shot up. They had banks close their accounts. They had credit card companies refuse to do business with them. They had credit card processors refuse to do business with them. 
So it's real. It's a real issue. I've experienced it personally, as you've heard me talk about. That's what Senate Bill 28 is about. That's what we'll go into more when we come back. Right now, we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. The show about gun rights, gun safety, and responsible gun ownership. This is The Gun Guy with Guy Relford on 93 WIBC. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. Glad you're with us. Um, <laughs> I love this. I just got a comment. This is on my law office page uh, from some idiot named Mark Smith uh, who says, Your show is a joke. There's no tax base because you Republicans don't pay taxes. <laughs> That's why we have potholes. I know you don't give a damn about children being slaughtered. It goes on from there. Mark, apparently you're listening. Uh, Let me just say you're a moron. If you add up the total number of dollars that go into the tax base, as between Republicans and Democrats, there's really no dispute. Republicans pay a hell of a lot more taxes (laughs) because a hell of a lot more Republicans... Uh, have jobs and are working and are not on the government dole receiving free money that taxpayers pay in to the government so you can redistribute wealth and give them to the people who don't work. And how do you think that's distributed? So if you think there are potholes because you don't think Republicans are paying enough taxes, you're a complete idiot. You couldn't possibly be dumber. Call the show, 317-239-9393. Let's have a discussion on the air. I will bury you, bro. Come on. And, 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 oh, because I support the Second Amendment, I support children being slaughtered in schools? No, no. I've trained teachers. I've trained security guards. I've, tra- I've trained school resource officers. I've trained police officers. All of whom have as their primary mission in that context Protecting children in schools. And by the way, who are the shooters? The people who show up and murder people. Hmm. The the trans female in Nashville who showed up and murdered those those kids in that school, you think she's a Republican? Look at the demographics of who you're talking about. Ah, I don't typically respond to morons on social media. I just happen to be looking and my God goodness, the idiocy that comes across from people like Mark Smith, uh, real name, wink, wink. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, let's get back into what the show's actually about. Again, I, I tend to ignore those things more than any other, uh, more often than not, I should say. But my goodness, sometimes the idiocy that comes across social media is just mind boggling. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Anthony Wayne, it says. Uh, I had a question about a house built. Anthony, you there, bro? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what you got? Yeah, okay, real quick question. This had to do with House Bill 1235 that went through the third reading and fortunately passed. But uh, its it's author, Chris Jeter, during the debate on the floor, was asked an interesting question about whether or not the Second Amendment protected gun dealers and gun manufacturers and obviously distributors, et cetera. And he shocked me when he said, no, it doesn't. And well, wait a minute. And, and, and back up just a minute. What what bill are you talking about specifically? 
House Bill 1235. Oh, 12, okay, all right, yeah. House. Well, I was there. I testified in favor of that. Okay, I got you. 1235, got you. Um, and he said the Second Amendment doesn't protect you as against what? It doesn't protect gun dealers and manufacturers. He was asked if it did, and he said no. This was during the debate on the floor. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, um, all right, I got you. Uh well, I mean, it, it. yeah, I mean, there are a lot of rulings. There are a lot of rulings out there. And by the way, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. There are a lot of rulings that say, uh, for instance, you know, putting all the gun stores out of business in a particular location uh, as different local government uh, entities have tried to do violates the Second Amendment. Um, because if you... you eliminate the availability of firearms, you eliminate the right to bear arms to a very large degree. And and commercial activities, to the extent that it is a direct attack on the right to keep and bear arms, can absolutely be considered to be a violation of the Second Amendment. Now, sometimes, and this is a distinction that you hear people talk about, and I've talked about it myself, that the distinction you, you need to be aware of is that the, the government protects, or excuse me, the Second Amendment protects you from the government. That's what I was trying to say. It doesn't protect you as against private businesses or against you know commercial activities that private businesses may make. It protects you against the government. That was the whole idea of the Bill of Rights. And a lot of times, on people on both sides of the debate get this wrong, where it's all a limitation on the government. The, the, the Bill of Rights in its entirety, including the Second Amendment, they don't create any rights. And that's why, for instance, in the Declaration of Independence, there's this long discussion about uh, natural rights. And, and it is the, the responsibility of government, the goal of government, the purpose of government to protect those natural rights that the citizens already possess. And one of those natural rights is, a, is the right to defend yourself, defend your family. And the governments are, again, instituted among men to preserve these freedoms, to paraphrase the Declaration of Independence. But, but the Bill of Rights is all about the idea that the founders wanted to call out some very specific rights that they wanted to make sure the government would not infringe. And that's why the Second Amendment's worded the way it's worded. That's why the First Amendment starts off, Congress shall pass no law. It's a limitation on the government. Now, again, Second Amendment's a little broader, just ends with, shall not be infringed. It means infringed by the government. That's, a, that's, that's the context. That's the purpose of the, of, of the Bill of Rights. So, and I don't, and I was there at that hearing. I testified at the hearing that you're talking about. Uh, Anthony Wayne, and I don't recall that comment, but it could have been in the context of what the Second Amendment actually relates to and, and what it doesn't. And I'll tell you what, we're, we're a little past the three-quarter hour. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. we got Kelly and Avon, my buddy that I just mentioned, uh, co-director of government affairs at Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, and Bill is called in. Uh, we'll see what, what we can get through here in this last segment of this abbreviated segment of the gun guy show on 93 wybc raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Your rights, your responsibilities, your guns. This is The Gun Guy with Guy Relford on 93 WIPC. And welcome back to the last segment of the Gun Guy Show here on 93 WIBC. We only had an hour, a little less today, but uh, we're trying to pack as much in as we can. Let's go to Kelly, my buddy, uh, Kelly Myers, uh, co-director of government affairs for the uh, Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association. And Kelly, look, I've been trying to get people out. I want to get butts in seats in room 130 uh, Wednesday morning, this is the 31st, to support uh, Senate Bill 28, which is to prevent financial discrimination, discrimination by financial institutions based on, it's, it's broader than just involvement with the gun industry. It also deals with social credit scores that can consider, for instance, whether your company uses affirmative action in its hiring processes or whether you have a diversity, inclusion, and equity or DEI, yeah, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, program at your at your business, and and some some financial institutions are considering that or whether to make you a loan, as opposed to whether you're just a solvent business that pays its bills. And so anyway, I'm glad you called in because I think that's the bill you want to talk about. Oh, definitely, uh, guy. It's you know, like you said, it's uh, like 1084 but different, which that's, yeah. of course clear as mud, but uh, it. It is broader where 1084 looks strictly at the financial institutions, credit card processors. Uh, Senate Bill 28 is also looking at social credit scores, which is, of course, was invented by the Chinese Communist Party to keep a thumb on their people. Yep. And uh, is just terrifying to uh, probably to anybody listening to this show. And uh, yeah, I, I I'm kind of embarrassed. Uh, this one snuck by me getting uh, getting a hearing. I usually keep a better eye on these things. But, uh, yeah, definitely we need to get some Pro 2A butts in the seats. I know uh, an individual, I'm not going to uh, use his name on the air, but uh, he, he's going to be there testifying you know, for himself, which is always good to see when we get uh, folks representing themselves there, which I did for a number of years. Yeah, and and you know, and that's a, a point I tried to make earlier in the show, Kelly. In the time we have, is that uh, it just it, all it takes is showing up, and you can fill out a little form that just says, "Yeah, I want to testify," and they'll call you up, and you can make your voice heard. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, I you know, and that that's too. that's how you got started. That's how I got started, and. Uh, and, and there's no reason that somebody wants to support the Second Amendment or any other cause that's near and dear to your heart. I, I never criticize even the anti-2A people that show up and testify because, you know what, they're participating in the process. They're making their voice heard. That's what democracy is actually all about. That's what this great constitutional republic's based on. Yep. And uh, and I'm a big fan. Wonderful thing. What's that, buddy? The First Amendment is a wonderful thing. Yeah, you bet it is. Well, thanks so much to Kelly. Um, thanks for calling. I'll tell you what, um, 
We've had Bob on hold for quite a while. Bob, we don't have a lot of time, brother, but you've been on hold for a while. I wanted to bring you in. What you got? Hey, guy. Got a quick comment on a shotgun question, but yeah, I know I know Mark Smith, and his real name is Ken, and his wife's name is Karen. Oh, really? So, all right. So he's Mark Smith when he wants to just slander people on, on social media, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So the upside. What a coward, by the way. Your... What a coward. I mean, you, you're not even exactly. going to use your real name. You don't want to stand behind your comments. Kiss my Ex- ass. Exactly. So the upside to you ruin your wife's tires as a fellow Harley rider. I'm glad you weren't on your bike. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Okay. All right, Bob. Well, thanks, brother. Well, I'll tell you what. You're you're not doing me any favors with a ruin your wife's car or tires comment because uh, that was the first thing she said. I was I was thinking I was going to get some sympathy. And I said, man, I babe, I was on the way to do radio and I hit this huge chuck hole and I got two flat tires and I had to Uber and I don't know how I'm going to get home and I got. You're always jacking with my car. <laughs> so I got no I got no sympathy from Mrs. Relford on that. But in the meantime, that brings us to the end of uh, of this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back next week. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.